Let me get that intro. We're recording. Honesty ain't too high upon your people's priorities, right? Honesty? You want honesty? All right, honestly? Yang Gang 2020, y'all. We're coming. We're, We're coming in hot. hot. We're coming in hot with this fucking podcast. No planning, no preparation, just boom. Spur of the moment. Yeah. Spontaneous. It's we feel compelled to tell you about the honest individual of the week here. This is this is an early honest individual of the week. We felt so compelled to share this message. And we also need to explain what I just said at the yeah. opening about Yang Gang 2020. Hashtag Who Yang Gang tw- is Yang Gang 2020 shop. It's uh because you are the one I, I I ask you because you're the one who brought it to my attention and now I am I, hashtag Yang Gang. I did all not about stop it. talking about it, yeah. I, I know. um no you, you, and I'm 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 glad that you pressured me uh to check it out. Yeah. I'm glad you, you stuck with it. You kept asking, did you listen to it yet? I did have... you listen to it yet? And what we're talking about is the podcast between Joe Rogan and a man named Andrew Yang. He's running um, he's running for president. I can give you a little bit of background. Running for president I on believe the Democratic ticket. He went to Brown for his undergrad in Columbia Law School. Yeah, why don't you give him the background? Yeah, and um, so he's basically a tech entrepreneur. We has wanna, worked out. We want to do this man justice. Yeah. So we want to really do want to explain his background. Am, what's he about? What's his platform? Why he uh, is intriguing to us? I've because never felt. Let me, let me tell you, people. I have really never felt so compelled to vote until I've heard what this man had to say. Exactly. Like, look, he is a Democratic presidential candidate. I'm going to say this off the bat, okay? I have been... I'll also say this off the bat. We don't cover politics all that often. No, we don't. Here on the podcast. And I will say I have been both a registered Republican and a registered Democrat, okay? That's the truth. This man has inspired me in a way that no other presidential candidate you know why? has ever inspired me. I feel like because he rises above party lines. He dude he's not he 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 might be running under a democratic uh platform. But he's above party lines. Yeah. He I don't yeah. I have never and I, I I read it in one of the comments but it was right and I wanted to say it. Never had seen someone running for political office office who was so level-headed, yeah, so calm, so confident, wasn't pointing fingers, wasn't hooting and hollering, wasn't throwing around this inflated information. He was simply saying, look, these are the facts. Yeah, He's talking about the facts about AI, uh, replacing jobs, things of that nature. His main platform is universal basic income. I've like... And we are not going to let, – let's just, let's just put it out there. We, between me and you, Shab, are not going to do uh, it justice. No, no, no. no. Explaining well, no, it. We, no. will, we will hit on the, the highlights, I guess, the, the, the tip of the surface. We very much encourage anyone who is listening to please uh, listen to that podcast between Joe Rogan and Andrew Yang as well as look into this man's campaign um, – He's got 4% right now in the Democratic primaries. It's still early. 16 months from now is when they I believe that's already grown choose. 2% since he recorded that podcast yeah, what, exactly. about a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, yeah. something around there. It's just a, the American political 
theater is in such dire need of a rational mind. It's at its very lowest. It's at and, its... It, oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. The audience couldn't hear that. It's okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> but they really are. Like, even, I mean, okay. Not everybody who serves in the Senate or serves in the House or works in government is is a bipartisan, you know, you know, shrill individual. They're not. However, at a certain point in time, like you can get so caught up in the Russia and the and the all these all this these things that they make up when you forget petty shit. This is petty shit, people. And you forget about what the real issues are. And and, and that's what this dude is talking and about. And what the it's real like, issues are pertaining to are pertaining to the fact that America is bursting at the seams and is at risk of uh, imploding. Right. And you look at the people he's preaching to. Like, I think about the Midwest, right? And in the Midwest... Our, uh... They're losing losing jobs. But they're not losing jobs because of the immigrants? Are you kidding me? It's not because of the immigrants. In Wisconsin? It's not some some invading horde from the South or some... Islamic group coming from the Middle East. No, it's uh, it's right here in this it's country, and it's, and it's robotics. It's technology. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 these robots that can you know basically make you know screw in things for car parts in factories, right? Yeah. These are the things that are taking over, and it's in this modern political like people are gonna lose their jobs, and things are gonna be bad. But we're being distracted by what? By what? Oh, this petty squabbling, man. This petty squabbling, this this name calling, this, this childish, exactly. this childish, this childish behavior this. from our fucking government, where we, what, where, wow, where what we need most is smart adults running this fucking country, this steering is the ship, steering the ship. Instead of someone steering the ship, we have people bickering over which way to turn it, left or right. Speaking of that, left or right. Yeah, I just want to say, if it's not his campaign slogan yet, it should be. He said it in the podcast. It's not left or right; it's forward. And yeah. I don't know if he was specifically talking about political parties when he was saying left or right in terms of the direction of the country. It's forward, yeah. and he's stating um, <clears throat> he's pretty much describing a reality that is going is is not too far down the line. A reality where the majority of our labor force is at high risk of being replaced by AI technology. Yeah. And I think it had to come to that. It had to slap us in the face for us to wake up to like, yeah, I mean, maybe they had to become more real. We were demonizing immigrants. We were demonizing other races because that was something tangible for for any average Joe to understand. They wouldn't get it if they thought someone was saying the robots. The robots weren't real enough yet, I guess. Indeed. I, I'm glad we're talking about this right now because honestly, I think he's going to win. I think he's going to be the president in 2020. And I'm saying that here, or in 2021 when he would take office. Sure. I'm saying that here on March 13th, 2019. I I believe that this person is going to win because we've been facing just. If he can stay above the politics. Yeah, exactly. If he can stay above it, if he can stick to his platform. He I, He's going to have to face the big boss. He's going to have at some yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He's gonna have to go up against Donald just Trump, just like uh, just like Mario did in uh, in the old games. Bowser, dude, yep. that's exactly what I was thinking about. Does, wait, question: Does, yeah. Doesn't Bow- Bowser have like a red fucking hair situation Something, going on? In his- he's got some you know, some fire, some shit behind. Okay, him. yeah. 
you know. I was trying to make a Trump comparison think, to Bowser. I think Bowser had like was like. I also fire made breathing. a. I also made a comparison to Bowser last podcast with fucking Mayhem Loren. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I don't That's, know where uh, I don't know where this is coming from. I barely even played that fucking game when I was younger. Yeah. Anyway, back so, to Yang Gang. Yeah, this is the honest individual. This is, this is the real deal, there people. There are so many... <sighs> you can't come to us and say that you've never heard of someone running for political office who has spoken that way before. No. You can't. There's, I have never heard and, it. Never. And that's what I'm saying. If you're listening to us right now and you have not heard this individual speak, go listen to it. About his platform. We highly encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's what the the country needs to hear. And he even said it, even if I don't win, I still want this idea to reach more people so they can at least think about it. And like, you know, even if that guy, they'll remember that guy who, oh yeah, he was the universal basic income guy. And, you know, he made a lot of really great points. Why, why didn't I vote for him? I stuck, I was so staunch about my, I got to stick to my party lines that I can't see past it. It's like, no, he is cutting right through that, people. I'm saying it right here, right now. He's trying to get ahead of the fucking curve. Before June 2020, Andrew Yang will be taking the Democratic primary. He will win. Is that you? Maybe. Was that, maybe it was the computer. Hmm. I, uh, (coughs) that's it, dude. Honest individual of the week. Andrew Yang, running for, for president. 2020, yeah, uh, running on the platform of universal basic income, we encourage you to look more into his stuff because, like we said, we will not adequately be able to explain it that well. But it, I don't know if you you have some points yeah, yeah, you want to yeah, elaborate I got, I've on. I've got some things I want to talk about. Okay, so this is going to be my my more conservative side coming out here. Okay, this is a side this, the side people the, who are listening the, this to this, this probably Frank, don't want to hear. This is the Frank shop. Yeah, no, but in all reality, like. I am I am a believer in capitalism. Okay. Shop's a believer in capitalism. Right? I am. I am. He okay. believes in the almighty fucking dollar. And another day, because another look, dollar and a half, look, motherfucker. If I want to go sell some bananas on the street corner, Shop's gonna go sell some fucking bananas. Why? <laughs> I want me to sell some bananas. bananas. Just like that. Uh, like that. Uh, yes. That like guy the guy I drive the, past every morning on the corner of Bellevue. Ew. You don't need you don't need to give away addresses here to the listeners, but it's okay. Oh yeah, I might have just thrown that dude under the bus. Anyway, yeah. he's slanging fruits on the side yeah, corner. Yeah, exactly. But Shab, you want to sell bananas? That's you love capitalism. capitalism. I also sell love this idea, capitalism. and the way that Andrew Yang talks about it, this is not socialism. It's like capitalism, just working. Version two. What he's saying is there is enough. There is more than enough to go around. And it is not being allowed to be. To, it's like uh, it's, you know, it's, you know, wait, wait. You know what it is? If if we want to, if we want to apply some imagery, for anyone who has seen, <clears throat> excuse me, the newest Mad Max Fury Road, if you remember the scene with that weird fucking looking guy, like the ruler, right? He had control over the water. Did you remember that movie, Shub? Yeah, I did. Okay, where he had control over the faucet. Yeah. That's what it's like with with the the system. The people who are up there looking, like waiting for their, yeah, you know that that, that uh, compensation for the work and yeah. the time they've put in in this contribution they've made to this economy, and they're waiting for that spigot to be open. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Yang will be that guy 
who will open that and, and start to, to spread it around a little bit. The one thing that I, th- I found fascinating that he specifically talked about, well, there's a number of things. And those, those who are listening to this should listen to him speak before you listen to me. But was he was talking about college education specifically, right? And how society as it is right now is basically set up to usher everybody blanketly into college. Well, unless you have a low income, right? Um, yeah. Like, but even my school, That's right? That's a major one. I was raised, well, I would say middle class. And my school was called a college prep school, right? <coughs> Which yeah. many schools are. And, but that's not always the solution. And the thing is, these banks will give out these just massive loans. Massive, $100,000, $200,000 loans. Just for any Joe Schmo who wants to go to college, right? And then they mark those loans up with 25% interest. And next thing you know, you're indebted to this, these banks for 15, 20 25, 30 years, yeah. right? Yeah. Half your life, maybe your whole life. And uh, maybe your whole life because if you're constantly worrying about bills, your life's going to be shorter because you're under more stress. Exactly. This is yeah. all statistics. And then it could also lead towards impulsive behavior like uh, like literally short, shortening right. your life. But if you... Connor Mabon were to try to start, say, a restaurant called Atilio's and go looking for a $100,000 loan. Yeah. Whereas for, if you were to go to call, back to college, they would give that to you tomorrow. Yeah. 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 It's not a big thing, right? This guy's going to be indebted for the next 25 years. We don't care. Let's give it to him today. If you go and you start your own business, they're not going to give you that. No way. Not even... For the ridiculous interest rates that they still give you for student loans. They're not going to give it to you. And that's a shame. And that's why I believe in what this guy is saying. Because we need to put more emphasis on things like vocational schools and like actively work. Trade schools. Right, because that shouldn't be stigmatized. What will be left of the trade schools? That shouldn't be stigmatized. Because like what he was saying is that those tasks can't be automated as easily. The like, craftsmen's. And we were talking, on John Oliver, the last one on March 10th, we were talking about this. He specifically talked about the way to get around automation. One, it's all about adaptation, but two, like you have to find a task that is non-repetitive and that requires creativity and problem solving. That's it. Like yeah. You have to find non-automated tasks, and those tasks that are deal with trade schools, vocational schools, apprenticeships. Those are those the are the old tests. way of fucking doing it. Apprenticeships. You learn from a master who taught you, and then you. Okay. Which is how humanity worked uh, for thousands for of thousands years. Thousands of years. Yeah. God, exactly. I'm, I'm. You know, that gives me a little bit more faith and reassurance that you know. Uh, being a chef. Yeah. Chef is a craftsman. Yeah, and here's the thing. It's a trade no, to be learned. And no machine's ever going to be able to just... Mm, no. It needs 30 seconds longer. They're not. No. They're not. And that's an interesting... Th- but but that's exactly what I'm saying. I feel like with uh, with food, too, it's like there's a, a level of trust involved in it. Like, you want to be seeing a human cooking your food. Now, I don't know if you know about this. In San Francisco here, they have the, the Creator Burger... I want to, I hope 
Um, I'm not right. sure. Where's that at? Creator. It's on. Uh, fuck. Soma. South of Market. Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, robot making burgers. Like hmm. 100% no human labor. Huh. Uh, but. It draws a crowd. But I think it would definitely lose. It it couldn't be mainstreamed. It couldn't like it lose its. Yeah. Interest, well, you know, it'd be like one thing that those... would trend for a year, and then people are like, "Why do we give a shit about robots making our food?" Like, what happened to the guy who, you know. The 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 person who used to make it. Yeah. There's an intimacy but between it. I can go and fucking rant forever about it, but. Yeah. Long story short. What you were saying about the the. Uh, craftsmen apprenticeships yeah learning trades um, that require that can't be automated yeah um, yeah those can't be yeah. stigmatized I, I think a lot of it comes down to I believe this guy is saying these things that just nobody else is saying Donald Trump and the Nancy Pelosi's they're not they're not talking about the and real problems cuz they're not concerned about the real problems cuz they're old. They're old. Like can we get hold on. Can here's an honest fucking word. Can we get old people out of politics? Yeah. Seriously, I, can like, we get the fucking 75-year-olds and the 80-year-olds aren't going to affect them in 20 years. They're not going to affect them. So they they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about because they're not going to be around what, to see when shit hits the no. fan. They, I mean, Trump, they might know a little Pelosi, bit McConnell, yeah. Sanders, Biden, all of them. Yeah. Get them the fuck out of politics because they they are disenchanted. They have been in Washington in that for a system long time. for fuck outside of Trump for decades. Yeah. Okay. We don't fucking need them anymore. I don't give a shit about experience because they are so jaded. They have no sense of fucking reality. Here's they the won't thing. own up to the reality of the world. And that reality is automation is coming to over 50% of the fucking labor force. You want to hear the thing about fresh ideas? It's that, is that when you bring somebody new in, they don't know what's not going to work. And like, you talk to any musician. You talk to any musician, we right? We should have a fresh idea of the week. Second. Fresh idea is not a, bad, not a bad idea. Fresh idea of the week. But like, you talk to any musician and... What one one of the things that they'll tell you is that like at the beginning of the career their career, like they get used to certain chord patterns. They get they know oh we sold we sold two number ones with basically this song structure right. Yeah. But. But at their earlier stuff, they don't know those things, so they're trying more stuff. They're they're experimenting more, and I think a lot of. A lot of things in life are like that. Like, if you're a big corporation and you hire a new employee and you've always done things one way and the new employee comes in and says, why does this, why does this look like that? And someone says, I don't know. This is what, this is what so-and-so did before this. Yeah. And he goes, sorry, okay, but, a, okay. but that doesn't Carry mean on. that's what it should look like, right? It's, but if that person who comes in and says that, next thing you know, he stays 10 years at that job, Maybe he's the person who says that's that's what it's always looked like once they make the changes. And so you need to be constantly adapting. You need to be constantly changing. And like 
you need fresh ideas because if you, like the Joe Bidens of the world, stay in one place for 30 to 40 years, no matter who you are, no matter how intelligent you are, if you stay there for that period of time, like, those new ideas are gone. Like, you are just so cooped up with this is how I have to do this, right? I can't think of things like that, right? This is how I have to do this. Not only that, is it you're just generally out of touch with the problems of those younger than you in the case of the boomers, right? And, I mean, I, I'm not even specifically trying to, boom, to target the boomers, but, like... For some of these people, they could buy houses for $30,000 in the 70s that they're living in now that cost millions. Like these houses here in Fremont or these houses here in East Palo Alto, which, which used to be considered like the hood down here. Like those are selling for millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. And they used to be 50000 like 10 years ago, the, 15 years ago. Houses up in Berkeley and shit, dude. This is happening right now. Like, like maybe not 10 or 15 years ago, but definitely 20, 25 years ago. And it's, it's just the people that benefited from it are not our age group. They're not. And a lot of them, because you see these stats about, you see these stats specifically about boomers and how large their households are and how much space they have. And a lot of them are sitting on a lot of space and they don't sell it, right? And so there's a lot of room vacancies in even a city like this, but that doesn't mean that rent prices aren't rising, right? So we need to come in here and we need to just build more. But we just, more than anything, we need logical people to come in and say, why are we doing things this way? We just need people to question things. Yeah, keep going. I'm, I'm looking for this quote. <laughs> keep going. We need, but yeah, we need people to question things in a way that, that they don't now. And if, if you're in a comfortable situation or if you're retired, which is the age of basically these politicians that are running the Joe Bidens, the Donald Trumps, the Nancy Pelosi's, even the Maxine Waters... Like, if you're of that age... Get the like, fuck out. Your constituents, your, your friends growing up, your colleagues, they're retired. They're, most of them are retired. Maybe some are working. But they don't know... They don't know about what it's like... They don't know. To be 22, having just graduated college in the modern age. They don't know. And... And that is not a, that's not a slight against them. It's not their fault, but it's just the truth. It's like, yeah, you and, know, get the fuck out. And there is, I feel like, a system that basically perpetuates this because you get these people in so much debt, so they have I, to work their way out of it. I found this quote. Okay. It's a Bruce maybe Lee I'm, quote. Maybe I was going to quote. I've been ranting. It's a Bruce Lee quote. Well, you've been ranting so long because I've been distracted by... My attempt at finding this. Yeah. But this, I feel like, applies to Andrew Yang. All right. He says, if you follow the classical pattern, you are understanding the routine, the tradition, 
you are not understanding yourself. Does that make sense? Where like you're confining yourself to one way of thinking, just the traditional way of doing things that, you know, Washington, yeah. Washington is this. Oh, you burnt the shit out of your. It's all right. <laughs> I'll still, I'll still. <coughs> well, yeah, folks, no, no, uh, I agree with that, though. Shab just uh, burnt the living hell out of his French bread toast. He needs to take a bong rip to meet, uh, overcome it. Wow. Anyway, no, I agree with that quote. Read that quote again. Uh, something about following the classical pattern, and then you you kind of lose sight of things. Yeah. If you follow the classical pattern, you are understanding the routine, the tradition. You are not understanding yourself. Yeah. You can say yourself is the country, the country's identity. Um, the classical pattern being the system. Yeah. It's like, well, this is just how the way things have worked for this yeah, long, go to, and they're going to keep going the way they're doing. Even if you, you know, even if the Ocasio Cortezes and the Andrew Yangs come through, the, the system is the way it is. There's Someone, a difference between and I Andrew think Yang with and Ocasio hashtag Cortez. Yang Gang, not going left, not going right, but going forward. Th- that forward movement is going to break through that fucking. You just. <laughs> you just chomping on the microphone, you fucking savage. Um, just once. Just once. You. Um, come on now. It was the only one. Okay. It still like, tastes good, like the despite fucking, being burnt. The people enjoy it. It's, um. But no, I agree with you. The, um. I do need, think. Okay, wait, Andrew wait. Yang Be- is different than Akazio Cortez. You need the system to learn from it, right? You need the no. tradition to learn from it before you can go off and and start creating new things you need to have looked at what was learn from it where it went wrong where it went right and adapt and mold it to current situations accordingly yeah this happened you can use the um, culinary world you know you hear of all of these chefs doing all this fancy shit but the only way that they were able to get to this point is if they had studied what went on in the past yeah. things that were written 50 plus years ago, 100 years ago. It's like, if you don't understand that foundation, you can't be some high-flying fucking chef throwing around these words that you have no understanding of what brought them about, what their story is, what they mean to, to, to the, the colony or world is in general. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. We won't fall down that path. We're trying to keep it to the yeah. hashtag gang gang. Yeah. This is yeah. This this whole podcast is gonna happen. I like the comment was like he needs to get memed into the presidency. (laughs) I remember someone needs to meme him into the presidency. So for all you meme artists out there, let's get some fucking Yang Gang out there. And uh, I remember Obama had great memes, especially with Biden. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember that was like a seeing. When did memes really take off? What do you mean? Oh, when? When? When do they become a thing? Like, really? Oh, Twitter, Twitter is the vessel for the meme, for sure. But... More so than even Facebook or Instagram. Are we talking, like, 2010? 2012. You think the first meme... Is when... No, 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 no not the first, but that's... That's, that's when, when they really took That's when public conscious? Yeah. Okay. Um, dude, I still had distrust of, like, all the social media platforms and was, like, super bitter about it. 
well into my sophomore year of college. Well, I, I mean, you should have still have distrust, but but yeah, whether or not you should be bitter about it, that's a question. No, um, yeah, we're trying no, not to be bitter this week. That's this a, that's is, a topic we should a, we should be talking this is a about. Positivity this podcast. Is a, this, is a, this is a nice transition, Shab. From one topic to the next, because we're always, you know, sometimes we feel like we force the transition of. That was really creepy. Yeah, that was really creepy. Who's sitting right there? Yeah. Ghost actor. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you ever heard those podcasts that are like, not not even podcasts. Excuse me. You ever heard? You ever like gone on YouTube and like those tranquility like they're like meditations. Oh, you mean Bob Ross? Like, you're in a pond right now. Happy clouds. It's a, it's a rainy day. Just a light drizzle. Mist. It's a mist. Caressing the left cheek. Yeah. There's just a lily ever pad. so slightly red because it's just slightly nibby out. Floating on the water. You're just going to regulate your breath here. And <laughs> they're asleep again. Breathe in and breathe out for five seconds. And yeah. they're asleep again. This anyway, is yoga with Adrian. Right, wow. Anyway. Yeah. Getting off point per usual. Um, Hashtag Yang Gang twenty twenty. No, we weren't talking about we we, we transitioned the... beautifully into right the positive positivity challenge. The positivity challenge. The positivity challenge of the week, folks. This yeah. is day one. Day one's been going pretty well so far. Yeah. It... We both yeah. felt each other slipping a little bit. We were like, oh, you know. So the the the, the name the, the, the name of the game challenge. here is. I uh, I have to use the bathroom. And you also need to take care of your burnt pizza. I'm gonna eat. He's gonna eat the. I'm, I'm gonna eat it. He's gonna eat. He's yeah. gonna eat the burnt pizza. Yeah. No, the positivity challenge is a one week challenge where <clears throat> you. It's a mind training activity. Uh, to help increase, you know, just some self-awareness things and uh, and to not be a victim of your thoughts. You, you train your mind to train your thoughts. And instead of letting them be this just whirlwind of stuff gurgling up from the pits of your fucking internal hell, not knowing where some of these things that you thought of like when you were in third grade come from, and you're like, why the fuck did I think of that? Like, what what does that, what any use, has no use. So this activity is <clears throat> working on being diligent with seeing your thoughts as they flutter about in your, I'll call it your, your television screen. You know, behind your eyelids, behind your eyes, like the, the thoughts that you're seeing floating in your mind throughout the day. They're going to be positive, they're going to be negative, there's going to be fucking neutral thoughts. The goal of this challenge is to, whenever you have a negative thought, negative thoughts can be associated with fear, anxiety, bitterness, resentment, envy, jealousy, all this stuff that the Bible says you shouldn't be, right? Um, when a feeling like that arises, you, as the author of this challenge wrote, you squash it like a bug you use that mental imagery of like well wow, that's a really bad thought why did i ever think that yeah you catch yourself before you fall down that rabbit hole <laughs> you're like fucking Anne frank in the attic with the chips 
<laughs> Shaw was across the I'm room back. when he took a bite of that burnt-ass French toast. <laughs> it was good. Doubt it. I highly doubt it. Anyway, if, if you let yourself slip and you fall down that rabbit hole for longer than a minute, you have to start the challenge over completely. Restart it. Day one. It's, it, it's challenging and it's not. You know? Yeah. It's like, what it's saying is be more mindful of the thoughts that are coming through your head. You're not a victim of them. If they're negative thoughts, you're not a victim of them. You, you have the power in you to train your mind to stop thinking that way. To rebuild it, reconstruct it into something that is I, forward moving, that's getting you out of that muck, that's, you know, doubting yourself, not liking yourself. Projecting I, yourself into other people's minds and trying to gauge, what are they thinking about me? I believe that that is true, but that does not mean that it is easy. Like No, it's not. It's no. not easy. No. Simple ain't easy. No. Um, but here's the thing. I, I believe, maybe you have this belief too. Shaw believes. That if I can do that shit, right, there is this, this, this land beyond, you know? You know there what I'm is saying? a land beyond, yeah. It's Where the, uh, that's my constant state. It's the other side of the door, man. That's what, what I'm trying. All, what are we always saying to each other? Keep knocking. Keep knocking. <laughs> the door is going to fucking open. There's going to be another side to it. I'm the glad goal is to not this. give up, and it's and it's to fucking sack up and be strong. Dude, I feel like... No matter how shitty the situation is, you got to believe that there's going to be something on the other end of this that is going to be the, the, the sidewalk... That you could be walking on out of the muck, you know. You're walking, you're trudging along in that muck, and like David Goggins says in his book, "Can't hurt me." The sidewalk's been there the whole time, it's brother. Right you there. just got to step up on it. Yeah. And what that step is, um, is those little changes in habit, little changes in behavior, the waking up a little bit earlier. Oh, and with that wake up, instead of going right to your phone. You know, you get Hit your eyes. You get your eyes open a minute. You do some light stretching. You get your body moving. You just wake up and you're like, "Wow, all right, another day, another fucking day." And and then just gradually ease into it. Yeah. Maybe you're gonna go on a run. Maybe you're gonna do a lift. Stretch before you do it. Yeah. Have your coffee ready, ready to go. Um, so when you're done, you can enjoy that. I drink my coffee during the workout. But what? Are, yeah, you're a savage. <laughs> And probably, and probably without any shoes on, too. Uh, uh, Still in your pajamas, with coffee, no shoes on. Evan and Mabon. Uh, uh, we, we review podcasts. Like this podcast, we just go and review a bunch of podcasts. Yeah, Pete and Sebastian podcast had a good segment about working out without shoes on. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, yeah. Yeah, we were debating like build, to build off that point that you were making. We were debating if we wanted to become a podcast that reviewed other podcasts. <laughs> Here's the thing: not many people are listening to this, so we can have an honest conversation about this. And uh, yeah, you know, I think that's our best way. Not that we should sell out, but you know, we gotta. Pfft. Is it selling out though? We gotta, we gotta, we need that ramp. You know, yeah. if this is an Excel chart, we need that, we need that graph going right. up. Yeah. We're like the devil's advocates of the devil's advocates kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like we're we're layers in the matrix here. Yeah. 
okay, we're talking heads on talking heads on talking heads on talking heads. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, I would agree with that. Today's what? Wednesday? Wednesday. Working from home tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm not, but I'll have another one. Yeah. It's, um... My diet has been, you know, you know what? Here's an honest word. My diet's been shit this whole week. Here I am preaching from a high horse, and uh, meanwhile, my diet's been. I mean, okay, keep in mind, I have stayed consistent with my working out, my run. I'm a very much, I'm very much a justifier. Yeah. When it comes to being like someone who works out, it's like, well, I went on a really long run. What? Oh, I don't know. I thought that was noise. Oh. I uh, uh, I went on you know I went on a long run so you know I'm gonna have a slice of pizza, or I went on you yeah. know I worked out today so I'm gonna go have in and out. Here's the thing I'm I'm a 26 year old male you know. Job's a 26 year old guys. He's <sighs> young. He's full of life. He's confused like, about the world, but he still is, wants to be a part I of it. If I can't eat the greatest things that are out there right now, despite their caloric content, when can I eat them? When I'm 50? No. That's right a, now. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> right now. That's when I can some eat some truth, it. people. Like, and at a certain point in time, you never know when you're just crossing traffic, someone blows oh, a red. My own. Like, if if there's something out there and you see it on the Food Channel and you happen to be in Tampa, Florida, <laughs> go to the restaurant. Yeah. yeah go man. get it. Yeah. You know, I don't care if it's 2,000 calories. I wonder why it's so hard for people to really, truly comprehend that life is short. I have trouble doing that. Yeah. Everyone has trouble doing it. Why is it so hard for people to realize their own finiteness? Yeah. Life is short. Time is not guaranteed, man. It's not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed a a ride off into the sunset at 80. You're not. Not guaranteed You're not. My fucking uncle was gone in a month. Yeah. At 50. 50 something. And the thing is, it doesn't even have to do with anything that you did. No. It could be somebody else. It could be, be something it could just else. Be, it could be for the fuck of the it. Shit. Your, your genes could be like, the fuck you. The shit of you. the world. Your genes could be like, fuck you. And like your I entire said, family suffered it. So are you. Someone could blow a red. It could be raining really hard. That's it. That's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. So I'm encouraging all these listeners out here. If you have be something you want to do, go fucking, fucking do, do it. it. And I think that speaks to a point that we can make or elaborate on about being spontaneous. Yeah. This And this also then feeds into the point of being more awake in your day-to-day life to be spontaneous. To be spontaneous, you need to be awake and aware of your surroundings, of the people around you, right? So if you see something when you're walking down the street and you see like a cool piece of artwork just tagged up on the wall. Yeah. Don't just keep walking. Go up to it. Look at it. Take a picture of it. And don't just walk away, but look at it again. Yeah. Think about it for a second. And then move on with your day. If you see something in, in, a, in a window, like, a, like in a bakery or something, it's like, man, that, that looks like a really good fucking sandwich. Or that looks like a really good pastry or whatever. I know I just ate, but I'm not going to be in this neighborhood for a while. So, yeah, do it. Yeah. Be spontaneous. And by being spontaneous, that means, that means being awake and alive and alert of your surroundings and the people around you and the vibes around you and looking around, looking up from your fucking phone. Yeah. Looking up from your fucking phone where there's nothing but useless shit. Unless you're on a work call or you're answering an email. But still, yeah. for Even fuck's that. sake, people, it's like, <laughs> can you can you enjoy 
what the fuck's around you? Is it that hard? Is it that hard to just be like, wow, today was a beautiful day, sunshine. I'm going to go and enjoy a trail that I haven't been on today. Or I'm going to go eat at a restaurant I, I've always I've, I've been wanting to eat at. That yeah. kind of spontaneity. They also can feed into that sense of youthfulness that a lot of those really old people talk about. It's like, why do they live into their 90s? I've always maintained this youth yeah. to me. A youthful mentality. A curiosity. Instead of instead of a fear-based mindset it, where it's like, what? oh, but it's, there's... It's like, oh... I don't but even there's, think, there's parking and I have to drive there and then and then it, and I don't then, even think it's, it's like, a youthful based personality as much it, as it is a gratitude based personality. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Being grateful. Literally just being happy that you woke up. I got to say I did do that today where I went to today was a day that I needed to go on a run but I figured, you know what? I'm going to be out in East Bay. I'm going to be near Berkeley and Oakland. Let's see where there's a cool place to run out there because I always run the same trails around here. And I was like, you know what? It's absolutely beautiful out. I know there's way more to see out in California, so let's find it. Speak on it. Found a trail. Really great. Uh, it was it was up windy hill. Not yeah. a cloud in the sky. Mid-60s. Light wind. I wouldn't say nothing too crazy. Enough wind to give you some chill if you stop running. Um... And, you know, it's a winding way up to the top. Cheers. Winding way up to the top. And I find myself at a summit. There's a whole bunch of them. They overlook the bay, the city. It's, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. But I found myself in my own little area overlooking a massive hill with just rolling hills and trees and city to the right and the bay and the bridges. And uh, there was a whole lot going on. And it really, things made sense in that moment where what they mean by like things being put into perspective about yeah. like stepping back. Like I think by seeing something in its enormity like nature, when you s literally step back and gaze at things from a, a, a larger view, a larger perspective, a larger, uh, you know, how like a camera would zoom out yeah. and you can kind of gauge what's going on better uh not only in the in the situation but like with yourself and i had a moment like that yeah up on the summit i had my own little area there wasn't no one bothering me there was only just a little bit of cars in the background like and it literally did you step back to put things into perspective and it calms you down a little bit yeah. it's like this place is still going to be here these things are still going to be happening if i'm here or gone it's like why wait yeah Master's Call, oh. Marty Robbins. Oof. We, we played that in the last podcast. Uh, yeah, didn't we? yeah, we Damn did. It. I was going to say, cue it what up. What do you mean we, we played it, it The whole podcast was about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was the honest individual. He was the honest individual. Marty Robbins. We're stepping up our honest individuals, in my personal well, opinion. We slacked for yeah, a we second. Did. Marty Robbins and Andrew Yang are two solid honest oh, individuals. Oh, we're throwing fucking haymakers yeah. out here with our honest individuals. Honestly. Honestly? Honestly, you want honesty? We need more honesty. And yeah. someone like an Andrew Yang provides honesty. Yeah. Marty Robbins, even though I, I have no idea who the fuck the guy is, that album, The Gunfighter Ballads, it's a beautiful album. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, When he heard his master's call, 
and he was on his knees. He was just, you know what? He he surrendered himself. The journey of surrendering your ego up to, you know. I just feel like that's just the journey. The journey of humanity. It doesn't matter what language you speak. At some point in time, you hear that. You hear something. The hero's journey. You hear something. If y'all haven't read it, if y'all don't know what it is, read the book A Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. He'll change your fucking life. He talks about that point. It's the human condition, y'all. Every myth, every religion across all time periods and countries and faiths and peoples says the same fucking thing for every hero that embarks on a journey. It's this XYZ journey of ups and downs and intervals and people coming in and out the, the things that are like no way that shit just happened that happens dude we're on our that own happens fucking all trip. the time like 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 what you were talking about okay maybon's going to un- an undisclosed location a female that he's been going out with just happens to be also going to that same place at the same time yeah what what's that about? how Dude, some of that shit, it's just like, what? The temptation, though, is to think on it. But I know as soon as I start thinking about it, and like, oh, what if this means this, and then that, and then this, and that? Then you start to, then you start describing this whole fucking daydream scenario, and then it doesn't, it, it doesn't pan out. And then you just, you get really upset. You yeah. get really downtrodden on it. This is the stuff that the fucking, like, Buddhists talk about, man. It's, like, you set those yeah. kind of expectations. They are not met. Therefore, you have created your own fucking suffering. Yeah. And all along, they were these delusional daydreams that you were just like, yeah. I injected myself into this situation when, who knows? You know, maybe if you just let it play out as it was supposed to, Yeah. who knows? This is yet to happen, so we'll, we'll see what's to come. Mm. There's an interesting... But it's interesting, you know? There's like, a song. You don't like the band Revolution. You know that band? <laughs> A, a lot of oh. my friends from from Ohio I had a, I are had a big joke. fans. I know. I had yeah. a joke about that when when I first heard them. It was like the white reggae bands. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I'm getting a phone call, but it's okay. You don't have to um, pick up. I'm not gonna pick up right now. You don't have to pick up. We you're can not, you're this. not gonna pick up right now. No. But this band had a song called "Suffering." And the lyrics were, don't point your finger at me. Don't you know it's you why you're suffering? You're why you're suffering. Mm. I got my mind set at ease. Don't you know it's you why you're suffering? You're why you're suffering. And I feel like that is a very true statement. Because a lot of times, like, we will go to a party and we think... Oh, this person saw me this way. And they're they judging me this me. way. They judge. No, they don't. They don't give a fuck. That's what I was telling you early yeah. or a couple months ago. It's like they may have said something about you at that moment in time, and you come back and you're brooding and you're stewing over it and you're pissed and you're mfing it, and then it just creates this whirlwind of just negative energy, and you just get yourself up into a fucking tizzy, and then. All the while, the person who said that negative thing about you is carrying on their day with a smile on their face like it never happened. It yeah. doesn't affect them, but you're over here shed, shedding a year off your fucking life, brooding and yeah. suing over it. Yeah. And it doesn't fucking matter. Don't answer. 
No, I'm not. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I agree. I would hope you would agree. Yeah. Are you cutting it? Huh? Yeah. It's just happened too many times, you know? So, you know, people don't care because they're caught up in their own worlds. They're thinking the same shit. Whereas you're thinking, did this person think this about me? They're also thinking, did this person think this about me? And the whole time is like neither of you are thinking about each other at all. (laughs) No, because people are selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's like, and yeah. it's bec- it's only like become more ingrained, at least in my mind out here. It's like, I don't, no one knows me out here. I don't give a fuck what you think of me. Like I've worked on myself for years and it's like, you know what? I'm finally in a place where I'm happy with where I've gotten myself. And it's like, this is who I am. I give a fuck what you think about me. You know, yeah. it's like. You know, everyone's saying, oh, go, go and do you. Yeah, of course, go and do you. Do it within reason. Don't be a dick about it. Yeah, it's You know? True. But it's like, at the same time, I don't give a fuck what you think about <laughs> That's me. That's a great... Yeah, do you, but do it within reason. Don't be a dick about it. <laughs> don't be a dick about That's it. That's great. Like, do your thing, okay? Yeah. Stand up for yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in your ideas. Believe in your principles that you've set for yourself. And, uh... And be confident with it. Yeah. Who gives a fuck what, what you know, Sally Sally Jackass over there thinks about you or, like, she, oh, <laughs> look at the shoe he's wearing. Yeah. But shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know? I agree. Who cares? I hope you agree, Shub. Yeah. Because it's a lot of bullshit and I'm speaking a lot of honesty over here. That's an honest word. Was that code for wrap it up? Was that, was that? Wrap it up, yeah. Okay, because yeah. you just have to. Answer the phone call. Phone call, yeah. All right. Yeah. You have to? Uh, You know. Sorry. End it. We're 45 minutes. All right. We're good. Yeah, we made it there. Thank you for listening. This is the honest word. And, uh, yeah, honest individual, Andrew Yang. Yang Gang 2020. Look him up, y'all. Listen to what he's got to say. Some powerful shit and some real shit, and above all else, it's some honest shit. Yeah. Until the next time, peace, y'all. Peace.